You are listening to the Mary Jane Society Podcast, brought to you by Studio 420, a cannabis-friendly marketing agency. I'm your host, Pam Schmiel, Marketing Director for Studio 420. Today we meet Lisa Jordan. She's VP of Marketing for Canna Advisors. They help entrepreneurs apply for license applications and have a big focus on the New York marketplace. Lisa joined me at the MJ Unpack show in New York recently to talk about the pitch deck contest they held and the entrepreneurs who participated in the Shark Tank style event. The lucky winner walked away with a sizable investment as well as $150,000 worth of advisory counsel from the team at Canna Advisors. Let's meet Lisa. Lisa, it's really nice to have you on um, the show. I know you've been busy here in New York with um, MJ Unpacked, so I really appreciate you taking time out to meet with me and tell me what's been going on here and the whole, you know, all that Canna Advisors has been doing um, and your involvement in the show. But actually, if we could just start out with, um, if you could just tell us about your role as VP of Marketing at Canna Advisors um, and what your involvement it was in organizing the pitch contest uh, that Canada Advisors um, sponsored at the MJ Unpacked show. Yeah, um, so <clears throat> I'm VP of Marketing at Canada Advisors, so I do our brand development marketing strategy work. I also uh, sometimes work with our clients who are early phases of doing brand development as they're starting their business and really trying to think about what is our brand, where do we get started. <clears throat> right, yeah, I was wondering how you um, do interact with your clients and um, that you work with. Um, yeah, so it's definitely not the, the main thing we do. The main thing that Can Advisors does is we help clients win licenses. Um, but most of our clients are in that very early phase, and so they're really trying to understand where do I even start with building a brand. So that's where I come in. It's usually um, a limited interaction, you know, a couple hours here and there throughout the duration of the project, just to give some strategic advice on, on branding. That's fun. Yeah. Oh, it's my favorite part of the process. Yeah. It's really fun to be in that early kind of creating something from nothing. And um, I just had a conversation, a casual, you know, in the coffee line um, conversation with with a couple who were trying to figure out how did they start their brand, how did they stand out in a crowded market like New York. And so in that coffee line, we had this great exchange about finding their authentic brand. Yeah. And I won't give away their secrets right here because okay. I think we hit on something oh. just in that quick conversation, but you could see the light bulbs go off. Right. So that's that's the fun part of being in that early phase of brand development. Right, right. That yeah. is that's that's really great. So h how did you organize the pitch deck? You know, a lot of people have are familiar with the Shark Tank idea. <clears throat> so we didn't want to use Shark Tank, but it's that kind of concept behind it. And so as we we're coming into the New York market, we knew that um, it's a crowded market. It's a new market. People really like to do business with people who are on the East Coast and in New York because everybody knows New York is the center of the universe, right? Yeah. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah. So it was really part of Pitch Deck was really part of this broader strategy of entering the New York market in a bigger way. Um, so we really developed this blitz of like really doubling down on New York and the Northeast market. So it started 
<clears throat> this whole thing started back in early in the year where we opened an office in New York. Our VP of business development, Bob Wagner, moved to New York. He spent half of his adult career here, so it was coming back home for here. Nice. Um, so, you know, we doubled down on our resources and saying we're committed to this market, we're committed to helping build the industry here. And so along with opening the office, moving people, resources here, we looked at, you know, how do we help build the industry? Um, how do we tap into what the industry needs? And also, what do we do best as mm -hmm. Canon advisors? So um, our founding partners, Diane and Jay Zarkowski, are entrepreneurs, investors, and advocates themselves. Uh, we knew that in this early stage, what people need in this industry is access to capital. You know, we can't, don't have banking yet, obviously. So access to capital is a huge need, especially for small operators who are trying to get started. So. Diane and Jay have also served as um, sharks for Arc Arcview Group when they used to do their Shark Tank. Oh, okay. So it was just kind of this natural evolution of how do we help the industry but also use what we know best. So we said, let's make a pitch deck yeah. competition. And, and we made this round. I think with the success of it, we may end up doing more rounds of this going forward. Oh. Yeah, so that's news. Oh, that is news. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> Um, but in this first round, we limited it to just New York entrants. So okay. that's that's where we started. Oh, okay. So um, how did you find the how many how many uh, people participated? How many groups? Oh my goodness, we had such an outpouring of applicants, Pam. Um, wow. We had you know scores, really scores of people apply because the prize was pretty attractive. Yes, and it's so, a very attractive. So we had. Um, you know, dozens of people apply, way more than I expected. Right, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah so I we was, were flooded with, with uh, entries. I, honestly, I, I, I feel like I've been an entrepreneur and had a few businesses and I would love to jump in the game, but I just, now it's just, I just wanna wait for it to level out, shake out, you know, with all the tax, you know, implications and just, you know all the all the problems and the regulations and everything but uh gee i might keep that in mind when you guys do the next one we're going to do a next one we all had such a great time doing it so diane and jay loved doing it we also had four guest judges um, they all loved doing it um, we awarded the winner here at mj impact this week and um, unfortunately we had people who were not the prize winners but even they said this was a fantastic experience mm -hmm. and they would love to do it again so i I think you may see more pitch deck. Oh, that is from so us. that yeah. is so cool. Yeah. I mean, that is great. That because it's it's really needed. And then I know you also handhold them. It, it's an investment, so it becomes a partnership. I guess a joint venture partnership. Uh, it, you know, it totally depends on the entrance. So um, the prize uh, for pitch deck is between fifty thousand and five hundred thousand dollars of investment capital. Okay along with $150,000 worth of consulting hours. Okay. So okay. it's quite a prize package. That variable of the the money of the investment will depend on the next phase, which is just a due diligence. You know, once we've said, okay, this person is the winner, now we go through this due diligence phase to say exactly what capital is the right amount and what is that structure? Is that an equity structure? Is that some other sort of... Oh, okay. Right. I got it. Okay. Yeah. So, 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 what was the criteria for criteria for someone to participate? 
So we looked at a lot of things. Um, first, they had to be in New York. A hopeful okay. business mm -hmm. person. Um, so if, if you were going to operate in New Jersey or anywhere else, this round was not for them. So it was exclusive to New Jersey people. Um, and, excuse me, exclusive to New York people. Mm -hmm. um, so even or if, people wanting to come <clears throat> into the New York market. Yes. Okay. Yes. Like one of our participants, for example, that's a good clarification, is one of the participants and one of the finalists is a current operator in Oregon. Yeah, I, I met them and interviewed them. Yeah, great company. Yeah, great super company. exciting. Couple yes. of brothers yes. who have a very interesting brand and really tapping to tapping into authenticity there. But right, um, right. So exactly, um, the only criteria was that they want to operate a cannabis business in the state of New York. Okay, great. And um, did they have to have any other experience? I mean, so these guys from Oregon obviously have their business out there. Mm -hmm. Right. So. When we were developing the scoring criteria, we definitely wanted to have local interest. Um, we wanted to know, you know, what's your local tie to the community? How are you giving back to the community? What is your, are you justice involved? Mm -hmm. And making sure that, you know, uh, people are giving back to the community in some way. We were looking at minority participation so that we can increase diversity within the industry. Yeah. Uh, we also wanted to see, you know, where are you in your business plan? Have you raised any funds on your own just mm. yet? What does your team structure look like? Yeah, maybe you have a great idea, but do you have the team in place to make this a reality? So it was all of those things combined. So some quantitative things and some qualitative things. So the, um, okay, so, so they, they had to, did they have to apply with a full blown business plan? And, and like pro forma statements and all that kind of stuff? They did. Okay. They did. So the application was not just, hey, here's my name, here's my email address. They had to really give some thought to it. Here's our leadership. Here's you know what we okay. know about our business plan so far. Some people were certainly more along developed than others. We had one team who came in in our first round of Zoom presentations and said, look, we know we're not as ready as we need to be, um, but we saw this. And so we needed to jump in knowing, so just know that we know we're not thoroughly prepared. So definitely had people at all ranges mm. of the spectrum. Some people had snazzy, shiny pitch decks already. Some of them had a napkin sketch, but enough to be able to say, I can, I can answer all of your questions on, right. on the submission form. Yeah. Right, did the, um, so, uh, so um, can you uh, tell us who the winner winner is of the contest? I can, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, okay. so, um, and I just saw her on the floor, in fact. Um, it was a really hard decision. So we talked about just the, you know, outpouring of applicants we had. Did a couple of round of Zoom interviews, narrowed it down to 10. And then from the 10, we were going to pick three to bring here to New York and do the live round. Um, it was such a tough call. We ended up bringing five groups wow. to New York. So you brought them here. Mm -hmm. Oh, we that did the last of... round live here at MJ Impact. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. Um, and uh, who who was who are the winners? Yeah. So the oh. winner um, <clears throat> is a group that's doing a dispensary in Brooklyn. Um, it is run by a woman of color um, who is currently a flight attendant. Oh. And she came thoroughly prepared, really well researched, 
you know, she said when she would land in, you know, different cities doing her day job, you know, all the other flight attendants are going out and, and do whatever they do on the ground. She's like, I'm in my room, I'm learning cannabis, I'm learning the industry. Wow. And so she had done her homework and you could see her passion. She also had some things that edged her out, um, like having a property already, oh. which in this market is going to be super tough um, in any market that's that we see clients struggle with that a lot is finding a property that fits their requirements that the city will zone appropriately that the landlord will allow cannabis in and so um, the winner um, it's a, a group called shy grow um, chi grow oh. started uh, there's a backstory on that on, on the naming but that mm -hmm. may be something we actually help her with is because we think there needs to probably a pivot in some branding there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, part of the award is uh, Grow will get investment capital from uh, from us, but then we'll also have consulting with, with her and her team. And I, I do think we'll talk about branding as part of that. Okay, and um, so they're gonna open a dispensary in Brooklyn and um, uh, did they uh, did they have any did they have the kind of the shiny object that you were talking about business plan you, even though she's well prepared did she have absolutely her performers were in a really good good space she understood you know what it where her break evens were she understood where her pain points might be so she could answer the really hard questions mm -hmm. on cash flow and operating needs and and what she would do best with the with the investment funds. So she's now waiting to submit her application. She's working on her uh, state application. And when do they submit? When is, is that? We don't the, know just yet. We don't we're know. all we're all still waiting. Okay, so the growers are in planting seeds now, but the but the retail and manufacturers are still waiting to, to actually submit their applications. They're waiting. And, okay. and the only people who are growing right now are the people with the, the early licenses. Provisional the license. Provisional That's licenses. right. Okay. Yeah. I did hear that. Okay. Wow. Okay. So when, when are you thinking, like, when is the prediction that they could open shop? If she already has the location, is this because it's family location or she it just is, it's been in her family for like 50 years or something oh, and it's oh. beautiful it's on a corner it's a oh, great location so oh, yeah okay great yeah that sounds really good um yeah so you know she could be up and running as you know as soon as you know licenses are awarded and product is available she can be up and running but she's doing her homework now she's you know, she has those relationships in the community. She is building relationships with suppliers already that, you know, are hopeful suppliers at this point. So she's doing all the things to line herself up to be able to open as quickly as possible and, you know, hit the ground. And how are, how are the dispensaries? I'm also thinking about this show, the, it's for brands and dispensaries to meet each other. And there's a lot of hopefuls that everybody's going to get their license and you know come here even the established brands trying to come into New York don't know they're coming they don't have the license yet but how about these new products popping up that aren't even here how is she going to find them to stock her shelves when she opens I'm just wondering how that worked in there's, other states yeah it's there's a, definitely a lot of chicken and egg going yeah. on in any market and some markets get it more right than others just because the way they roll the licenses out in a phased way um, but it, it's definitely um, I, th I think as the regs come out and we see more about how that timeline rolls I think we'll know more about it but the best thing 
you know, she can do and that others in that same phase can do is just build as many relationships as you can, mm. knowing that some of those people will get licenses and some of them won't. So and I that's, guess that's once, important. I guess once the licenses get announced, I think it's public, uh, public information that I guess these brands should find those that list of people and send their sales team there. Right. I guess that's, there should be a website for, I mean, each state, someone should build a website for each state with all the prop, you know, that they could sell as an e-commerce, but that where people like looking, you know, for, for vendors could have a, a source for, a, you know, a resource for it. Um, so, uh, so then what is next for the winner? Like, how are you working with her right now? Like now she's the winner. Now she's the winner. Um, we will be joined at the hip to really go through this due diligence phase. Oh. You know, drilling down again on let's. We've seen the numbers. Let's dive deeper in the numbers. Let's find out. You know, what's what's the give? What's the take? You know, just because just like Shark Tank, it's not a gift of money. It's an investment, and so partnership. It's a partnership, and they're going to want to see a return on that investment, and so. All of those due diligence conversations of the different layers of that will determine um, what is the investment, what's, what's the dollar amount of the investment. So does that mean you, are you, are you partners in a, in their uh, legal entity? Or is there a, any partnership there? Or how do you form that legal partnership? I guess it's a contract yeah. of money. And it will depend on are we taking equity or is it oh. more just like a... Oh, that's what you're all going to be talking about mm -hmm. now. Oh, okay. Exactly. Do, do, how much do they want you in on their everyday action kind yes. of? Or do you even want to be involved in... How much will you be involved in their day-to-day -day operations or overseeing... Not day-to-day, -day, but just overseeing their... I guess you have to have access to the financials and the profit right. and loss. And it would just and be like any other investor at okay. that point. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, and um, okay, so so just waiting for them. Okay. Well, I guess the last question is, for all the uh, the participants that you saw, um, is there any anyone else just standing out, or who who is the crowd who's trying to get here into New York? Were there a bunch of dispensaries? Are they? Are they, did you see legacy people in there? We or? saw legacy people. We saw industry hopeful people. We saw physicians, attorneys, oh. a group of lifelong friends who have backgrounds in beauty brands and fashion brands and investment banking. So interesting dynamic group there. Uh, we saw an engineer and a teacher that were a wife-husband duo, and so they have an interesting story. So I think there's more to come. And, you know, and one thing our uh, founding partner, Jay Zarkowski, said to the participants when he was about to award the winner is, just because we're not investing in you right now doesn't mean that we won't invest in you later on, because mm -hmm. there's certainly opportunities as their business plans develop, as their business phase evolves, that you know, it's certainly mm -hmm. in the realm of possibility, you know, just to stay in touch, develop those relationships. And then we also introduced everybody to other investors. Like the judges themselves are all very, our guest judges are very um, involved people in the industry. And so just by virtue of making those introductions, it can help their businesses along. So I think we'll stay in touch with them. Um, but yeah, dispensaries, um, 
like the the brothers mm -hmm. um, from Oregon. They have a very interesting um, process. You know, mm -hmm. they're, they're yes. extractors, and they use this process from Grosse, France. And I, I thought that was just beautiful. Like where Chanel Number no. Five used yes. that extraction method. Yes, yes. So right. they have these great stories. And yeah, they had a great story. Um, how about the the uh, legacy people that you saw? You know, everybody's talking about. Are they going to come in, you know, just because why should they, you know, they're not paying taxes now and it's so expensive. Why should they put that money out? How, what, what kind of legacy people did you come see coming in? Were they growers? Are they just pretty much? A lot of them were growers mm -hmm. and it's really, you know, transferring the, the knowledge that they've gained in, in the legacy market. Um, but, you know, transferring to make it totally in line with compliance and the regulations that will come. Obviously, they're trying to get right. into the legal market. Mm -hmm. So were they growing in New York or they're transporting? From other. From other places, yeah. yeah. Like not, not transporting because hopefully we'll right. have interstate commerce yeah. one day. But they're you know, Sneaking across. They're, <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. I really appreciate yeah, um, meeting you, you and yeah. uh, taking the time to explain this. And I, I think it's going to be really... Uh, Actually, if you, you keep doing it, I, I think it's going to be a really cool event. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.